Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium is the third Ant-Man film, uh, the start of Phase 5 in the MCU. Um, here, Peyton Reed has returned, uh, the director. He directed the other two Ant-Man movies, Ant-Man 1, Ant-Man 2, um, and he's back here again helming the third film. Uh, back again is Paul Rudd as the titular star Ant-Man. Uh, Evangeline Lilly is also back as Hope, who is the Wasp. Um, and also returning is Michael Douglas as Hank Pym, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Janet uh, Van Dyne, who we got introduced in the second movie. Um, now we have a older uh, Cassie Lang, who's in this movie, who is played by uh, Catherine Newton, who replaced the other actress uh, who played her where we first saw her in uh, a older um, Cassie back in Infinity, uh, not Infinity War, Endgame, uh, where we saw mm -hmm. an older Cassie there. So, uh, you see in this movie, you know, Scott is living, you know, he's, he's high on life right now, enjoying himself. You know, he's a big superhero, um, after saving the whole universe, you know, everybody knows his name. He's, he's, you know, Tobey Maguire walking down the street, you know, <laughs> raindrops are falling on my head, uh, you know, just, just embracing it, you know, taking photos with dogs, everything like that. Just, just loving life, loving things. Uh, but mm -hmm. there's a little bit of a strained relationship kind of going on with him and his daughter, uh, the five years that he was gone. Uh, plus, you know, there's a little bit of a disconnect, you know, Cassie's, you know, trying to make a difference in the world, trying to help people, trying to save people. Mm -hmm. Um, and it seems like she thinks that he's kind of been laxed, um, after saving the universe. It's like, you know, it's like, well, what have you done lately? It's like, well, damn, I mean, do I have to do something every day? I mean, <laughs> I did just save the universe. I mean, come on now. I mean, can I just rest a little bit? Like, <laughs> you know, get a little bit of vacation time, you know, like get, get a couple months off yeah, maybe a year, but okay. Yeah. It's moments like, it's moments like that, that are kind of keeping me from, from writing this film off entirely, because I think the film's humor, it does get a little bit overbearing at points, but not to the level that it did in something like love and thunder. I thought most of the humor here, it comes from uh, these characters uh, just bantering with each other. And it felt more natural here, especially in the, in the first act of this movie. Yeah. Um, and this movie, it wastes no time kind of getting into things um, as it kicks off with right, uh, right away of the whole family uh, being sent into the quantum realm. Um, and then when they're in the quantum realm, uh, they have to deal with the villainous Kang, who is played by Jonathan Majors in this movie, and trying to fight him and trying to fight uh, their way out in order to go back home. Um, so that is the setup here um, that you have of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium. Um, hello, Dusk. How are you? Thanks for uh, coming in, man. Uh, glad you can make it. Um, so with this movie, um, it is, you know, there's been... I guess, you know, right now, I think it is the second lowest rated uh, MCU movie mm -hmm. uh, right behind uh, Eternals. Uh, but, you know, hey, listen, we, you know, we got our own opinion on things, you know, um, yeah. and you know, we try not to listen yeah, to those, any outside yeah, reviews, yeah, anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are critics. Those are guys that are paid to do this job. Those are guys that are bought by Disney, supposedly guys that are trying to sabotage the the fucking uh disney marketing plan here we are not our <laughs> opinion is not beholden to money pay us but it will be yeah mm. <laughs> um yeah so 
Um, with this movie, I will say, I mean, my general opinion of the Ant-Man movies in general, they kind of represent Marvel mediocrity. You know, the one and two, it's just like just kind of a baseline of kind of just going like, hey, it was it was fine. You know, you got, you know, Paul Rudd, who is likable and he's still likable here, uh, you know, as Ant-Man. Uh, and when you see the family, like as Nick pointed out, all interacting together, when you see Hope, when you see Janet and Hank and Cassie and Scott, when you see all of them, you know, be this family sitting around. I think those are some good moments, and I wish the movie really just focused on that and focused on more of a family superhero adventure movie instead of trying to make this movie big, you know, meaning, you know, big kind of world-ending mm-hmm. kind of stakes here because, you know, it's just kind of an Ant-Man movie, and I don't think you really needed that with an Ant-Man movie. Um, I think you could have just done something more small scale, but I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that this is the first movie in Phase 5, so we got to kick off things, and we got to make a big impact in that, and mm-hmm. Um, and Kang, Jonathan Majors, who's in this, definitely, um, is one of the major reasons to see this, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, I feel like he's the main thing dragging this movie down, because Mm -hmm. it feels like this whole movie was just built around, let's just introduce Kang. That feels like that was just Mm -hmm. their whole big setup and the reason for this movie to exist, not to further the character's stories, um, not to end some arcs here because this is your third movie. You kind of maybe want to do some of that, you know, to have some resolution There maybe some kind of arc here, uh, arcs of some characters or introduce new ones and kind of fulfill some of those things. No, it just feels like, no, it's just we just kind of just want to introduce Kang Um, and other characters. It's like, yeah, let's we don't really have much for them to do. Like, you know, you have Evangeline Lindley in this. Ooh, is a very good actress um but her as hope in this movie she doesn't really have anything to do uh michael douglas is hank pym again also a very talented actor um but it just feels like he just gets reduced to a guy that just loves talking about ants just saying ants and how much he loves ants and all the thing about ants like i swear to god if if you take a drink every time they say ants in this movie you'd be fucked up you'd be you'd be passed out because i don't think they even said ants this much even in the first two Ant-Man movies, I don't think. I feel like they said that a lot in this. I mean, I mean they got they got all the ants out of the way when they were doing that promo of the first movie where it's just Paul Rudd and Michael Douglas just snapping. Yeah, where they were doing the kind of the 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 slapping <laughs> dance like ants, ants, you know, like uh which I thought was pretty good. I thought that was kind of good promo for that when they did that. But yeah, I, I mean they say that I feel like they say this a lot in this movie is ants and everything like that. Um Yeah. Uh, it, it it's kind of disappointing because Hank Hank Pym in both Ant Man movies he's kind of I'll say it he's a fucking asshole to everybody everybody kind of hates him outside of uh outside of a uh, hope and even she doesn't really particularly like him that much and here it felt like because they're removing it so far away from previous characters in the movie and even from other. Uh, characters that Hank Pym has history with, you're kind of taking away a lot of what Hank Pym brings to these movies. Yeah, um, Michelle Pfeiffer, um, who's Janet here in this movie, she has a little bit more to do because when they go to the quantum mm-hmm. realm, obviously she was trapped there for 30 plus years. So she's kind of like the tour gr- tour guide around here and showing them the things of this in this new world. Um, so she has a little bit more to do than than all of some of the other rest of them. Uh, but even her, you know, her still I think is it's just okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Catherine Newton, who's Cassie, who I think overall is, I, I think it's just not that strong of what they try to do with her and then some of the conflict mm-hmm. there and, and that they try to have between her and, and Scott. It's just not, it just feels kind of, 
you know, it's like we got to put in something, you know, to try to generate some some stuff for him to do. But I just didn't really feel like that was actual yeah. real conflict. Uh, but I'm going to pass it around here. Uh, Dusk, uh, what are some of your opinions on Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium? So, uh, well, thank, thanks for having me, guys. Sorry, I'm a little late. It's great to be yes. back, man. It's great it to is. have you back, great man. To I feel he- like it's been way too long. It, it has. And it's great seeing you too, Nick. Mm-hmm. Really good seeing you. Great to have all three of us again. It's like it's like this movie, I guess. We're back We're coming together, I guess. Um, I don't do this often, but I decided to take notes while watching the movie. Wow. Uh, because I was curious. This is uh this is the first Marvel movie that they've released in a while, and I wanted to see. Hmm. I wonder what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. And after making a lot of notes, I have come to a similar conclusion than uh, that Josh has. Uh, the first couple of minutes in the movie, they just a lot of mischaracterizations immediately. It felt like a, it felt like a commercial. Like I was watching like a five minute mm-hmm. commercial. My life's pretty great, but then it's like, but then I have irritable bowel syndrome, <laughs> and this situation happens. That's, <laughs> it, it, it just felt exactly like that. As soon as you said uh, raindrops on my head, I'm like, yep, Spider Man two, same kind of everything's going all right. Paul Rudd is still likable as Scott. Mm-hmm. Like even with the mischaracterizations, like. Isn't one wasn't a Winter Soldier where they said they couldn't do anything as an Avenger to make money? Like there was something legal, something. But I guess because mm-hmm. Scott, that would have been funny if they brought up that Scott was never he was an Avenger technically, but he never made any specific promises. So that would have been <laughs> funny, and also would have been showing that uh, he can still grift, so to speak, if he needs to. Scott was never like a Scott was never a uh, an ego driven character. So it would have been funny if one of his buddies mm-hmm. from like the security thing thing had been like. To promote your book, promote your book. And he's like, <laughs> See, all right, yeah, the, yeah, and that to and that to me is one of the bigger letdowns of the movie because none of the other uh, none of the rest of the cast from the previous movies mm-hmm. uh, return here. Especially, I feel like so much of the charm of uh, the Ant Man movies was seeing the camaraderie with, uh, as they've been dubbed online, the Wombats, which were played by uh, Michael Pena, by a uh, Ti, and uh, David Dasmalchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they added a lot of fun. Even his extended friend, his ex-wife and the uh, the cop boyfriend, then later fiance. Uh, there's one line mentioned earlier on about um, his uh, uh, your uh, when he's talking to Cassie. Your mom uh, wanted me to keep an eye on you. I'm like, oh yeah, how about that? Where is she? In this, <laughs> Where's in she this at? Mess? Dude? <laughs> Where's she? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're robbing me of Judy Greer, and I'm not ma- not happy about it. Mm. Yeah. Um, Dusk, did you uh, have anything else, or you want me to pass? It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with this new Cassie, I mean, she does a fine enough job. But what they kind of gave her to do is kind of what Marvel's been doing a lot lately, which mm-hmm. is we're gonna kind of piggyback off of somebody else, and then they're. They're kind of get get like a jump start, not quite earn everything, and then they're going to learn really quickly what took other characters like a full movie or two movies to get to skills or at least close to. Mm-hmm. Also, did you notice um, ca- uh, the actress who plays Cassie, she kept reminding me of Christian Stewart because she's had the same open mouth syndrome <laughs> of never being able to close her mouth. She has like a resting open mouth, and I just kept noticing this in my notes. It's like, that's in my notes. Like, uh, God damn. See, I, I love Catherine Newton. I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan of her off of stuff like uh, stuff like Freaky, uh, films mm-hmm. like uh, 
even her paranormal activity movie that she did with Chris Landon back in the day was one of the few good ones. And mm. I was a huge fan off of uh, Detective Pikachu, even though I think eh on that movie. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of excited to see her cast as Cassie Lang. And I think she's doing good with the, with what is written for her. But the problem is there really isn't much written for her. And I think that's no. kind of what you're going uh, uh kind of uh we have similar issues with this film and so much of this kind of forgets to put the characters of that the film is about at the forefront and it feels Mm -hmm. like a commercial for kang the conqueror yeah that's ultimately yeah ultimately while kang is a is probably the best part of this movie the movie falls apart because of him at the same time Mm -hmm. this could have been uh when you look at the comics and what the quantum realm and all the many possibilities that the quantum realm has, and then you see what's kind of laid out on what the quantum realm is. First of all, uh, science called, and none of this is even like none of this. All the suit <laughs> stuff they're wearing is possible. They get in there at one point. They're not wearing any suits, and I remember distinctly. I don't even know Star Trek that well, but I know a friend who mentioned because uh, he talks about it, and he goes, "Oh yeah, you can't breathe." Like when they there was a point in TNG where some of the characters went in like a tiny ship. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to leave to help, but they're like, no, we can't leave the ship because we we can't breathe the molecules. The atmosphere, we're too small to breathe in the oxygen molecules. So we have to stay in an enclosed environment. I had to figure the way out. I'm like, no, nah, s- screw that. <laughs> Taking the helmets off all the time in this super, super small realm. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, for all the quantum realm has been built up, I was kind of disappointed. It felt like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I was just on a planet. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with this movie. Uh, it's, like the biggest thing is that this is kind of disappointing because I was I don't know about you guys, but uh, Josh, mm. you said you weren't a fan of uh, the previous Ant Man movies, and I really end up liking them. I think both mm. uh, both uh, the first and uh, Ant Man and the Wasp are nice, solid, lighthearted little palate cleansers for me, and they and a huge part of that was just how much it plays into the strengths of uh, of the two leads in that they cast with uh, Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly and getting into uh, slightly smaller stake stories. Huh? See what I did there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I th- and yeah. I think it is kind of a cool idea to, to take a character like that, like a uh, Scott Lang's Ant-Man and put him at the forefront of this, uh, this in, and put the burden of introducing the next big bad on his shoulders, mostly. And, like we said before, Jonathan Majors came here to act. He is mm. treating this comic book shit with all of the gravitas of Shakespeare, and I am mm. here for it. Mm. Yeah. Every moment he's on screen is uh you just he he plays it really well, understated. It's just a shame that he's in this movie where <laughs> he doesn't eh, he should be intimidating. People should have died. People should have bought and hurt in this movie in ways that they really don't. And <laughs> I mean, you know. t- I mean, towards the end of the movie, he just said, "You know what? Fuck all this multiverse shit. I'm putting hands on you." And oh he's yeah, kind of fucking up Ant Man. Yeah, it's true. Um, when they go to the quantum realm, when you you <laughs> see it, um, it 
doesn't really look that good to me. It clearly looks like they're mm-hmm. in front of a green screen. Um, you know, the only time I ever really liked it is when they maybe first drop into it. And when you see Cassie and Scott first drop into it and you see the sky and that looks pretty good. But then when you see them walking around, it's like, and you know, the actors, you know, they try to, you know, convey this expression on their faces of like, Oh my God, you know, this, this new world, but it just doesn't, I don't think it comes across. There's no real immersion here in this world. And maybe this is a bad comparison, but comparing it to something like you know avatar 2 that really felt like this world you know you really felt inside of this world and everything like that and and, and it really felt like mm-hmm. a real place even though you know it's green screen you know a lot of these things are green screen mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, stuff that's yeah. going on it just didn't feel that way um watching it because of the immersion there and i don't think this this really severely lacks that um when, and then you know you know speaking about when you said kang and coming towards the ending it just again, has one of those typical Marvel endings that happen um, that, you know, we've talked about before. There's, again, there's kind of really nothing new there. Uh, they try to build up there, and, and I thought that was kind of underwhelming. Um, you know, you have, you know, some good talent in this movie. Like we mentioned Bill Murray's in this movie. Um, I think we mentioned that a little bit uh, back. What purpose does he serve to be in this movie? None. I, I, I mean, you could have got anybody to, to, to be there. Um, and it, to, oh, no, no. He stuff. serves to it make felt- one really awkward joke later on between Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas. That's what he serves. Mm-hmm. And it's not even a good joke. And it, it kind of does some character damage to both characters, but it's there to a quote-unquote laugh. That's all he's there for. Yeah, it's It felt like it was there to acknowledge the, the memes that immediately dropped whenever uh, the first trailer came out. And and a lot of that meme was, you know that Kang fucked, fucked, fucked Janet, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, that, that seems like what it kind of, kind of feels like a lot. It's just like, I mean, talented actor like that. And then you just kind of just like, you know, I mean, kind of waste them. I feel like, um, in here, um, some, like I said, I, I do like Paul Rudd. I think he is good here again as, as Ant-Man. I just don't think, you know, he's always better to me, a part of an ensemble when you see him in other things. Um, and Mm -hmm. I think to kind of waste Kane in here is, it was kind of a bad decision because, uh, we really didn't see, like, you know, comparing if you're going to set up Kang as being this new big bad, this new big threat for the MCU, yeah. uh, because they are going to do the next Avengers movie is going to be Avengers Kang Dynasty, right? Um, is yeah. that you didn't really see Thanos. I mean, you saw him in the Stingers, but you didn't really see him full, you know, fledged as a character up until Infinity War, up until when he was already, you know what I mean, already this, you know, presented as this uh, uh, main antagonist in the big team-up movie. And then when you first see him, he's deboing hulk and he's choking out loki and he's doing mm. this like he's already boom automatically already a good threat uh for them to face it's like man what are they gonna do how are they gonna fight this guy um and jonathan majors is delivering a good performance and he does feel threatening uh but it, i think it kind of loses that kind of uh at the end and you know we're going to talk about that when we talk about a little bit of a slight spoiler talk and then we get into full spoilers mm-hmm. when we do it monday but mm-hmm. um so how did you all feel about that of presenting this movie presenting kang as being this new big bad how did you feel about that hmm. well i think it is uh kind of interesting because this isn't even like this might not even necessarily be the Kang that we see in Kang Dynasty because that character is so is so rooted in the multiverse that the Avengers have fought like hundreds of variants of him throughout history, and that is something really fascinating. I think that's what drew uh, what drew Jonathan Majors to this part, even uh, 
speculations of what we'd see in uh, Loki, which is this, which this, uh, this is more closely tied to than anything else. But it, but he is bringing so much screen presence and so much uh, a charm and menace to the role of Kang that. I, even in spite of all the flaws that this movie has, I'm excited to see him continue in, th- in this role and see him play around with different variants. Hmm. Dusk, what's some of your thoughts there? Uh, when it comes to Kang, I think the actor does a much better job here than um, when he was first introduced in Loki. Mm-hmm. I think his, he has the appropriate gravitas, and he, he is treating this like a legitimate... Shakespeare, and as someone who is actually a fan of early Thor, Thor one, mm-hmm. I really I'm happy to have that kind of serious, but with some fun moment here to levy it out. To me, that this whole movie, unfortunately, just doesn't fulfill his character, and I think it was actually a big mistake to have it be his introduction in this one. The quantum realm was such a very interesting place in the comics. Heck, um, the Fantastic Four go there back and forth and go on to really crazy scientific adventure adventures through this, and as well as Ant-Man and the other characters. So, And the Quantum Realm, it depends on where you even land up and what visuals change. This should have been an alien-like place with very confusing rules and should be both wondrous, but also kind of terrifying, almost like an eldritch sense mm-hmm. that we have no idea what's going on. Paul Roy can still be comedic, but it would have been nice. I mean, honestly, I do think he and Ro- and Hope could have been this nice duo that kind of keep each other centered, but are in really a bad situation. Like Paul Rudd could fit in that role of like a lower, like the the small guy, pun intended, the small guy's Iron Man, the local level mm-hmm. kind of guy who just gets introduced in this bigger level. Michael Douglas should have been brought up. Michael Douglas has been studying this stuff for for years. The fact he's super underutilized as, as Ant-Man, it would have been nice in this movie to finally get him utilizing his old suit, even if it like did damage to him. Mm. There's just a lot of continuity and consistency that they just ignore in this movie, and even from the previous ones. And I think ultimately, it, it just becomes a, a letdown and just a lot of, they don't let characters breathe, and they also create an environment that's just un, ultimately unfortunately bland. And I want it, but there's kernels of moments where characters mm-hmm. have fun interactions with other characters, where I can't completely throw away the movie because they're there. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's the biggest disappointment for me. That's the biggest hurt. It's like, it's there. We ha- there. It could have been se- a serious but fun movie that stepped up and showed off this, like, the Kang as this whole idea, and Kang mm-hmm. barely showing up at the very end and having his gravitas, but he doesn't, and he just leaves. And that sets everything up, and they get a glimpse of what's going to happen. But you know, yeah. the movie does what it does. Yeah, more I don't as, know how you guys feel about it. More as a looming presence, uh, you know, up until yeah. you know we get mm. you know to see him maybe in his full fledged power. Um, yeah. And you know, I get you maybe want to you know set him up and 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 maybe because maybe it takes a little bit more work for him than it maybe it would be Thanos. Um, and mm-hmm. these movies, you know, a lot of these movies, they're pieces to a bigger puzzle. You know, it's like you you, you don't ever really watch one of these just to, you know, watch it isolated by itself. 
you watch it because it's going to lead into sometimes something else and then that can be hugely detrimental that was one of the problems i had with wakanda forever was that you bring in julia louis dreyfus's character because okay we got to throw her in here because she has to set up her thing for the thunderbolts then we got to throw in riri williams because she's got her disney plus show coming out so let's put her let's jam her in here and it's just taken away from all this other stuff that you could have given out more time to all these characters that we already know and it's their movie it's shuri's movie it's also namor and mbaku mm -hmm. and the citizens of wakanda and all this other stuff it just took away time from all that and with this it's just like there's so much time dedicated to kang and introducing this character and when he shows up he, you know he makes his presence and that's to me is when the movie does get really really good uh or start to get kind of good when you see the interactions between him and ant-man uh but it's just it, it just doesn't it's, it just doesn't mean anything because it's like this also a lot of all, all this other stuff that's just feels like all these other characters that we known from all these other two movies and these other team up movies, they get way thrown to the wayside and they got nothing for them to do. Um, and, and that's kind of the big problem. And then when you meet some of the citizens of the quantum realm or, you know, they, they have their, they don't really feel, it feels like they're trying to do a little bit of like Ragnarok ish kind of stuff there. Um, and I think it, it's like very, very poor man's great value type Ragnarok type situation. They try to do there. Um, what did you think about the quantum realm stuff and some of the people they meet in the quantum realm? What did you think about that there, Nick? Yeah, the quantum realm in, in comics, it's kind of this, this psychedelic nightmare escape, depending on what part of the, what part you land in. Exactly. Because e even the parts that we've seen before in uh, the first Ant-Man and in Ant-Man and the Wasp, we're in a completely different world and it just feels like they went to another planet, which should be much weirder than it is because outside of uh you know a couple odd character designs and really fascinating uh looking uh background stuff there's really not much uh not much to the quantum realm hmm. it's like rules should feel very loose it should this place should be terrifying and it just feels like a feels like a star wars set Feels like a spy kid, so it's something you see like yes, spy kids, you. you know. It's, it's it really, I mean, it's like some okay, spy I was, kids. I was trying to fight. I was trying to fight that comparison, but I was watching the movie today, and I said, "God damn, this shit does look like Spy Kids 3D." I mean, there's a character that's in my notes, by the way. Yeah, I mean, there's a character who's got a brock who's who's like broccoli. He looks like broccoli. It's like, mm -hmm. what the hell is like? This is <laughs> like, I mean, what like just throwing it, it like what and the most disappointing thing is it's just for a visual gag and most of these uh and most of these uh these characters that you see just in the background they are pretty much just visual gags yeah um and then the stuff they do with like some of the the technology and the ships like it's supposed to be like the, this weird kind of gooey type stuff you know what i mean like you know kind of visual gag type stuff i think that's also kind of very kiddish that they do there it's childish the stuff they do there um yeah uh i i think you know this is kind of one of the more weaker entries uh of the mcu stuff mm -hmm. so far um that, that we've kind of seen so i i kind of understand what some of the people are saying um you know i don't think it's you know the worst movie I've ever seen or anything like that or you know or anything like that or the worst maybe the worst MCU movie but it, it just it feels like on you know just a movie that like I said it's only here to, to set up Kang and it's only that's the only it feels like the only mission that it was out uh, to set out to do mm -hmm. and it kind of falls under the weight of that um 
And, you know, kind of compared to something like if you ever seen Iron Man 2, like a lot of people when Iron Man 2 came out, a lot of people was like, well, this is just a commercial for the Avengers. It's like that's all that movie felt like. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just for the commercial for that. And this is just feels like it's a commercial for you know, what we're going to do with Kane Dynasty and all that. Um, you could have done, a, you know, a, a good parallel between, you know, I think Hope and with Scott effect like she was in a similar position Cassie was in because her mother was gone for 30 Mm -hmm. years he was gone for five years and he wasn't there for Cassie he could have you know given her and talked to her about advice of like how do I get through to her and you know because they try to do like I said a strained relationship between Mm -hmm. him and his daughter that just doesn't work because what are we supposed to what are we supposed to believe about Scott Lang as a character now are we supposed to believe that all of a sudden he's like a bad guy that he's not a hero anymore no we don't believe that so what's the arc for him in this movie uh Dust you were saying something you were you you gonna say something no no I was agreeing with you yeah that's um that's an excellent point Hope has been through they even bring it up where Hope um um, waited for her mother for years Mm -hmm. a lot of her character was the fact that Janet wasn't in her life and Paul Rudd is like five years. There could have been like a great scene where, where Hope's mm-hmm. just saying like, five years isn't thirty. You like it's okay. Like she's just going through a little bit, little bit of rebellion. But you're here and you care, and she knows you care. She's just trying to find her place mm-hmm. in things. Mm-hmm. That's like, yeah, and like having Hope in that family dynamic is one of the best parts of the Ant Man movies, anyways. And yeah. uh. Yeah, they just under unfortunately, as much even as, as as Janet's character is propped up to the forefront, ultimately she doesn't really do much in the movie either. They just kind of they prop her up as she did stuff like thirty years ago, and you're like, okay, yeah. Well, what about now? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. She's she even the, the little stuff they give her is like, yeah, it's it's still not all that good. Um, so I think I'm gonna just gonna give it. it for me i'm the lowish kind of stream it for me um is where i'm at with it um nick what about you yeah me i'm i was probably the biggest fan of the of the previous two ant-man films because even though those are very very light-hearted very kind of low stakes uh crime capers in the mcu a lot of it a lot of the charm of those movies was rooted in in uh, Paul Rudd's uh, portrayal of uh, Scott Lang and how he interacted with uh, all the other characters, especially uh, Evangeline Lilly and uh, Michael Douglas, and and then later in the in the second film, even uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. And here, I feel like the biggest problem with uh, with this is that so much of the uh, character relationships take a backseat to let's introduce the new big bad, who as great as a uh, as Jonathan Majors is as menacing as he is as uh, as Kang the Conqueror, it feels like it belongs in a different film, in a different movie, and that this film doesn't really have any focus towards his characters, which is one of the more disappointing things. I don't know if this is the weakest film in the MCU because it I have seen it just so You're recently, but it's the first one where I haven't had a desire to rewatch it. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of the strong even desires. something like it. Even something like a like Eternals, which is a movie I wasn't crazy about when I first saw, but have come to love it more and more as time has went on. I don't feel that with with this film. I give this possibly the lowest stream, it, which is a first for me because I'm a huge shill for Marvel. Yeah. Dust. What are some of your thoughts? I'm I'm 
I'm pretty sitting on where you are, Josh. Uh, I didn't hate this movie. Mm -hmm. I didn't despise it. I didn't... This was crap. But it does have a lot of flaws, and it's not... Unfortunately, it's such a mixed bag that there are some things that... Small moments where they're like, okay, this is good. Okay, this is visually kind of interesting. Oh, I like, like the little thing they did here. But as time kind of goes on, and I look at my notes, and I remember... Uh, where I watched it, I'm just like, yeah, I that doesn't make up the sum of all parts in this movie. Where you're right, the characters they're just not they're not content continuous with the previous movies. They don't get not given much to do. It's basically a commercial for Kang the Conqueror, and not even the best setup they could do with that. So at the end of the day, I had to kind of ask yourself, well. What's the point then? What is was the point of this movie? And if it's just to set up the Kang, then why do we even bother with Ant-Man and his crew when they have a very specific niche? A good niche, but a very specific niche within the Marvel characters. And yeah, because of that, I have to give it a really, really, really low stream it, bordering on a skip it. Because mm. ultimately, you can just watch the YouTube clips of Jonathan Meyer Majors. And that'll be all you need to know about the character setup, and that's okay, because really that's about it. Everything else, uh, the whole his Cassie's relationship and uh, the strained in quotes uh, relationship with uh, with uh, Scott doesn't feel legitimate, because like you said, Josh, we know he helped save half the universe. He put in the work, he put in the time, he did everything he could. And now, just because he's resting on his laurels a little bit and being like, hey, I want to have a normal life. And she's like, there's still problems out there. I'm like, okay, we'll figure that in time. Hmm. Like, what? Can I just enjoy dinner? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh -huh. And uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas, they're great actors, but Hank Pym is such a fascinating character in the, in the Marvel comics. He's really an interesting character. And even throughout most of the MCU, I felt, I felt they really underutilized him as a character. And in this one, all they've got for him is, I like ants. Yeah. And you're like, all right, man. And, and Michelle Fiverr, they're like, oh, I was down here 30 years. Yeah, that's and, it. And I made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. And that's then it. Hope. And Hope's just there. She's yeah. just... She, Pretty much. Poor Evangeline Lilly. She's just, I'm just here. Yeah. So, yeah, I just... I can't. No, I can't she. No, an she's an. Woman. No, she was an anti-vaxxer. Fuck her. Yeah. I mean, her her big character mo character arc in this is she got a haircut. She got a new haircut. That's it. She has a new haircut. That's <laughs> oh, that's true. That's, that's her. True. Oh no. Hair changes. Uh, hair no, changes every she has movie. Two. She has two. Changing her hair, which um doesn't really look good in this movie. I'm gonna be honest. Mm. And two, it's okay, but yeah, I, I prefer her other hairs. And two, uh. Forgiving her mom for mistakes that she made. Yeah. That's about it. Hey, it's okay. Yeah, so that's it. It's okay that you did some horrible stuff 30 years ago. It's okay. Yeah. Well, she didn't... Well, I guess we'll get into it in, in the spoiler talk, but... Yeah. 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 Um. So, yeah. So... I don't know. Three low streamets. One bordering on a skip it mm -hmm. for um, mm -hmm. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Quantumania. Bye. Uh -huh.